This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Family. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and we're talking about explosive kids today. Here we go. Hey guys, what's up? This show is brought to you by thestudleys.com forward slash coaching. That's right. Go to thestudleys.com forward slash coaching to book a call with us today to see if coaching is a good fit. If you want to change your life, change your marriage, change your parenting style, let's do this, people. Send us a call. All right. See you soon. You'll love it. Send us a call. Right. <laughs> Always sending us calls. All right. Send today's call. question was sent in by a listener and it is, it's saying, help, I have a kids with explosive behavior. So it says we have four kids, ages four, seven, eight, and 10, and they all have different characteristics. I would say that three out of the four are highly sensitive and two potentially show signs of ADD like myself. But with certain things, it's the anger slash rage and impulses that I find hard to manage. Bedtimes with our eight-year-old daughter are so tricky. She talks back, she calls us names, and she is defiant and testing. We've tried bedtime routines, we've tried options, talking about feelings and consequences like not being able to join in on something, etc. But bedtimes are a battle or any situation where it's being asked to do something that is not wanted. Two, uh, the two who show the most rages are our eight and seven year olds. Uh, both are very loving and affectionate, but the rages fly from zero to 100 and it is explosive. Our eight-year-old has said before that she feels low at times and doesn't know why. Is this a preteen thing? Help. Mm. No, I would not say it's a preteen thing, right? It's eight years old kind of thing. She has about four years until preteens, and this is the therapist me talking. And uh, sometimes ADD, ADHD, guess what? It looks like it's ADD, but it's really anxiety manifesting in a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, we have had a kid who deals with some of this stuff, right? And oftentimes... It can look like ADD, but that is just a nervous kind of energy going on, right? right? And so I always go back to my training, to family systems theory, and I say, okay, mom, okay, dad, what in 
your what in their world are you guys creating, right? What mm-hmm. is your routine? Do they see you guys be affectionate, have routines, mm-hmm. have goals? Are you guys on the same page? There was a, a, a long time ago, and when I was doing private practice, there was this family who uh, the the little girl she was I think eleven maybe maybe ten nine or ten or eleven or something, and she was just uh, got this phobia of going to school, right? And the mom had to go to school, stay in the office all day. The mm-hmm. mom uh, was there at school all day. That was her day. The kid would stay in class only if the mom was there, right? If not, it would freak out. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute, okay. It's, it's not this little girl's problem, right? This little girl is processing something. And then come to find out, dad was focusing all his time, all his energy on the brother, Gone all weekends, going on trips, all kinds of stuff, right? So then guess what um, mom would do when dad got home? She didn't see dad either, right? So mom spent all her time, all her focus on dad. Mm. You, you see where I'm going here, guys? Right. So the only way that the little daughter knew how to get attention and spend time was we created phobia. Now, don't think for one second that a little nine-year-old brain is going to go, hmm, okay. I might have anxiety. Here's my plan around this. No, it doesn't work like that. It just happens. We talk about maladaptive reactions oftentimes. When there's stuff loosey-goosey up here, it's going to look this way. Nervous tics, rashes, Mm -hmm. uh, not being able to go to school unless your mom is there. Stomach aches. Stomach aches, all this stuff, right? So I really wanted to rethink that. I know, obviously, this question is about um, explosive behavior, but... Oh, when I'm yelling and really tripping out, guess who pays attention to me? Yeah. Guess who comes and sits on the floor with me and talks to me for an hour? Mm-hmm. Oh, are you okay? Are you okay? Whatever, whatever. Right? Oh, mom does. Oh, dad does. So let's go way upstream and go, hmm, okay. We have dedicated family time. We're going to do this. This is the routine. Our kid can rely on me and mom and dad mm-hmm. for that routine, for that consistency, for that showing up and giving the kids equally what they need. Now, with four kids, that's just bonkers hard, right? right? We have three, and I'm you know, listening to my own advice saying, I know that it's hard because we're trying to do three podcasts, we're quitting jobs, we're doing coaching, all this stuff, right? Remodeling houses. You know, the, the, the kid just wants to play. You know, I think I talked about this on a couple of podcasts back. I looked at Hattie and said, Hattie, will you jump on the trampoline with me? And her face just went, ooh. Right. And loved it, right? Mm-hmm. So that was a real sign, and we have to look in our own kids. Okay, what is the what is this behavior? Because or what is it linked to? What like, is it linked to? Yeah. It's always linked to something. I don't care if you believe that or not, but my training and experience as an LMFT bears that out. Mm-hmm. So what can you do? Right? We ha- we're going to go upriver. So I know I've been talking for a long right. time, but go ahead. <laughs> Yes, what are yeah. your thoughts on it? Uh, well, I, I do want to speak directly to this idea. Like we do have and or in the past had a child with explosive behavior. So tough. You had he was on the show. You've heard him. If you haven't heard his episode, go find it. It's the one with the redheaded kid in it. Uh, but he uh, was very explosive for two years, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, he struggled with it a lot when he was little. But when he was little, it wasn't like a big deal because he's little. But when he gets to be like your size, it's a whole different story. Um, but in that journey... Some of the things that I realized about myself as a parent, so I think this will be helpful, Mm -hmm. is that you're saying your kid will find a way to get the attention that they need, Mm -hmm. whether that's if you're not giving it to them like proactively, like, hey, let's go take a a walk with the dog. They might have a 
stomach ache. Mm-hmm. And then they'll, oh, mom sits by my bed all the time. Or mm-hmm. mom checks in on me all the time. Or mom draws with me when I have a stomach ache. So it took me being able to assess like, what am I actually not giving my kid? Now, I'm not blaming everything on what I wasn't giving our kid. But I do think there was a huge factor because I am a total workaholic. I could work 24 hours a day, no breaks. And I don't see the problem with it because mm-hmm. it's something I really enjoy. But guess who does see the problem in it? You and our children, because mm-hmm. I'm not actually present with you guys, right? right. Mm-hmm. So there is probably a big part of how our kids responded to just how much I worked. That they were like, I just want attention. I, uh, mom's not listening to me, ah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? And then all of a sudden, all of mom's attention is on me. She gets up away from her computer. She walks into the room. She sits on the floor. And it, here's it works. It does work. And here's it the absolutely thing: absolutely works. I'm a teacher, right? So our kids pitches a fit i get my whiteboard and my markers out it's Mm. literally like right a lesson it's like we sit down sorry Mm -hmm. (laughs) we sit down we talk sometimes the other kids come in and talk we we like look at our day we look Mm -hmm. at pictures like we it's a thing so it's not a small thing for our kid to have a behavior that automatically draws me to him if he really wants to be with me Mm -hmm. so in that i had to acknowledge that that was something that was that potentially could be happening and Mm -hmm. yes it was Mm -hmm. and then change my behaviors i in the sort of workaholic zone mindset i don't i'm not necessarily expressing positive feelings i'm just sort of there i'm very neutral and kind of work focused which doesn't seem like a big problem unless you're someone who needs um actual like affirmative things said to you someone mm-hmm. who needs positive feedback which our kid does right so me and, uh, it, well i want to just uh, i guess throw in there uh not only a kid oh yeah right yeah. You, know, you know what i'm saying and like so anxiety mostly trickles down right okay things aren't good with mom and dad guess who well we all feel it right but then guess mm-hmm. who can interpret that and feel it kids do they know something's off they know like well wait a minute right uh, what's what's going on here right um but yeah Go ahead. And, well, and so it, it took me sort of puzzle piecing those things together and realizing that, like you said, I needed to get it, get to it up up river. Like I couldn't wait till he got upset mm-hmm. to help him. Right. I had to actually start proactively, like spending more time talking with him about his feelings when he wasn't upset. Mm-hmm. That was the probably the biggest lesson for me was that, uh, um, what was it? I read it on a, someone's Instagram. A dysregulated parent cannot calm a dysregulated child. Right. Like, so when your kid freaks out and starts exploding, how do you respond? Right. That's what I say all the time. If I want to give you two bucks and only have one in my pocket, there's no way I can ever give you two unless I go out and do something to get another dollar. Right. right? I have to have it Mm -hmm. before I can give it, teach it, show it, share it, anything like that. Right. So um, one thing that I was going to say... um, not just the the kids want attention, like, oh, mm-hmm. I have to talk about feelings. No, kids just want your time, right? right. I did a post or, or was talking to somebody in my men's group thing, and it was literally, no, kids don't care about money. They don't care about 401k. They don't care about any of that stuff. All they care is eye-to-eye contact mm-hmm. on their level, doing something that they like, or just being with you. Hey, let's go. Let's cruise to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. We can stop by the gas station and get a beef jerky. Or something like that, right? That's that's what is the kind I like? The like chew, it's like tobacco the, yeah, jerky, the, the, the dip, <laughs> fake dip, the dip, right? So, uh, what but okay, back to like explosive disorder. Mm-hmm. As a therapist, of course, there is a thing called intermittent explosive disorder, IED, which is 
I don't know if the DSM psychiatrist did it on purpose, but an IED is an improvised explosive device, yeah. right? And we're like, oh, wow, that's that's odd. Yeah. Um, but there is like an organic component. When I say organic, I'm not talking about broccoli. I'm talking about <laughs> like biological brain chemicals, right. organic component to it. Uh, so there is that. There there are, are other things. A key word that this mom said, yeah, my eight-year-olds uh, talked about being down sometimes, right? right? So, oh my gosh, my kid's depressed. No, we're not going to jump to that conclusion. We're going to cause drama that may not need to be there. We're going to listen to that, right? What is she trying? What story do you need to listen to, mom, dad, whoever, me, Melanie, um, that your kid is telling you through that language because she's feeling something different? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I want to address that uh, a couple different things in that. And one of the most important things is. Uh, cycles, breaking cycles. Before I talk about breaking cycles, I do want to talk about that. For our kid, he initially was being treated for ADD because he showed a lot of the symptoms mm-hmm. of ADD. When we f- tried him on ADD medication and it was terrible and made it worse, then the pediatrician was like, okay, I need to sh- send you to a, like the psychiatrist person, mm-hmm. which is no big deal. Um, and they were like, oh, no, I actually think he has depression and anxiety that is manifesting itself in a way that looks like ADD because he's 12 or 11 mm-hmm. or whatever he was with 10 at the time. Um, and so it's important to understand that, yeah, if your kid is saying, I feel low and I don't know why, that's a sign. Mm-hmm. But also people are so uh, sort of like eager to, what's the word, Sub- uh, say that someone has ADD. That they don't. Oh, right. Look they're at so they're so eager to, to diagnose, diagnose, especially yeah. ADD is one of the most overdiagnosed yes. things in the United States, and the most heavily medicated too. Yes, which is a whole kind of bullcrap thing. So right. there there are like real <laughs> things, and then parents oftentimes it's like, okay, I found this on WebMD. Now I'm a, like a you know a, a professional or whatnot. Right. Oh my gosh, my kid said that they were upset one time. What do I do? How do I do this and do this? And one thing, I'm going to kind of go on a tangent here, but I think it'll be helpful, um, is I really hate it when parents don't, um, let's see, uh, they just tend to go to the the worst case scenario sometimes and then go and either over-medicate or go directly to therapy, but don't change anything in in the the home, right? So... Let's start there. Right. Okay. Well, that's what I, would... I don't care about ADD, intermittent explosive disorder, depression, anxiety. I don't care about any of that. What I want you to do, here's my prescription. The doc is in, basically. Uh, spend an hour a day with your kid. Don't talk about their feelings. Well, tell me how you feel, Don't Johnny. sit on your phone. Don't sit on your phone. Don't do anything. Let's, let's take a walk. Let's draw an elephant together. Right. Let's play Lincoln Logs. Let's, let's do play Duplos. Mm-hmm. Let's... Uh, Make a, I don't know, scramble eggs or something, you know, make toast. Right. All these things, I promise you, you will see a real difference, Mm -hmm. a very marked difference, right? Why? Oh, because we've seen it in our family, right? Is it easy? No, I was playing Duplos with Hattie last night, and I literally, I'll be real, I was like, come on. I know. But then I had to slow myself down and say, you foolish man. Like, for real, don't be a fool. You So if something happened, you would die to come back to that moment sitting in the carpet playing Legos right, if something happened with to my Hattie. daughter. Yeah. Understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So don't take things for granted. Don't over-medicate. Don't jump to conclusions. Don't over-complicate this. Mm-hmm. Just go, all right, I'm, I'm going to spend more time. Right. Hey, husband, 
you got other kid patrol. I got this kid patrol. We're, we're together in this. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I go back to this idea that it's about breaking cycles. So that what Seth is talking about, playing Duplos on the floor, playing Legos, playing Roblox, going walking, that breaks a cycle. If that's not something your kid is used to, you're breaking a cycle with a positive sort of inserting a positive cycle breaker in there, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And the biggest sort of so we have our brain is just wired we wire in ruts really fast our brain is like freshly fallen snow and the second we do something we've we've made a sledding track oh yeah. and then and then we do it again and then we do it again and it happens so fast in a matter of days you can have a very ingrained pattern that can last your entire lifetime right so with kids that have uh emotional regulation issues it's i think it's even more kind of it's harder. Those those ingrained pathways, they want to stay in them even more. This is just me speaking as a mom of a kid mm-hmm. who's dealt with this, that it's like Tuff would do anything to stay in that pattern. He will fight with you for four hours mm-hmm. to stay in the pattern of fighting. But what's the pattern? Fighting, right? So right. we've got to get ab- above mm-hmm. before the fighting part and figure out ways to break the pattern. So that might mean something as simple as saying, Uh, Before anyone's upset, before it's even bedtime, you say, okay, we're starting a new thing, especially because you got younger kids. You Mm -hmm. can say, uh, the doctor told us that we have to put the kids to bed at eight o'clock. So we have to do this new thing. We're Mm going to mark it on our calendar, blah, 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 blah. We'll put it on the clock. But a lot of it has to do with breaking cycles and inserting something positive where normally it would go from something neutral Mm -hmm. into something negative, if that makes sense. So a lot of it is, you know, having discussions way in advance. Like I was saying, you can have uh, blame the clock for the problems. Blame mm-hmm. the clock for bedtime instead of you. Instead right. of saying, I say we go to bed at 8.30 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Say, ooh, the doctor said we have to go to bed at 8.30, so it's on the clock. We're setting right. a timer. And what is also helpful is um, it's not just, oh, poof, 8.30. Hey, in one hour, right, prep. we're going to go to bed. Yeah. So you have 30 minutes left of, mm-hmm. I don't know, switch time or, or who knows what. And then we're going to brush teeth and go to bed. Okay? Right. right. You hear me? Okay. Got it. Right? And then, so we know this This is hard. Like, we have really, really, really had a lot of late nights around this. So we get it. Like, our heart goes out to you in that way. Right. However, nothing changes if nothing changes. And I think, again, I'll just go back to the number one prescription for this is, okay, I want you to dig in and go, all right, spend an hour mm-hmm. or, you know, two 30-minute blocks with the kids so they can look forward to it. So it's consistent. Start there Mm -hmm. and then go backwards. Yeah. And educate yourself. I mean, read books, listen to podcasts, get Mm -hmm. in groups with people who are doing, trying to do the same stuff as you. There's groups online. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another thing that I would say is try to empower your kid positively as much as possible, which sounds really weird. But like, if you're saying, Oh yeah, the doctor said we have to go to bed at eight 30. Here's your, uh, carry this timer around. See if you can get the other kids ready. Like yeah. turn every single thing mm-hmm. that you humanly can in the world into something positive and fun. Right. So putting on your shoes for school. I don't know. I mean, you're going to hate this. Everybody hates this. All adults are like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. It helps. Like tell your kids, Hey, do you think we can put our shoes on and make it a race? Like who wants to get out of the car first? Like make it into something fun. And mm-hmm. that's so counterintuitive because you're mad, you're hurt all of those things, but all of those things when projected back out to your kid are going to get you farther into this hole of explosive behavior that you don't want to be in. So we have to break the cycles. And Mm. sometimes it's just being really positive. Um, Here's another thing. Uh, Also, listen to what your kid is saying. Yeah. Right? Don't dismiss. I think the you you said earlier is like, and I'm a teacher, and 
the, that's great, right? I really appreciate the, about that. I, you, I appreciate that about you. Yeah. However, sometimes you do overdo it too much oh, teaching, totally, right? Yeah. And like over explaining and stuff like that. And sometimes that causes our kids anxieties. Like, oh, I don't even know. Okay, this is a fire hose information. So sometimes it's just like, okay, just mm-hmm. listen. You don't have to be the savior and swoop in every single time. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's needed, right? And safety and other stuff like that. But okay, keep it simple. Spend time with the kid. Play Legos. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about depression, assumptions, anxiety, emotions, or anything like that. Right. Or telling them why they shouldn't do something. Just go, hey, let's play, bud. Right. Do everything you can to get out of that rut that your kid tends to fall into. Right. But no, your rut is a part of their rut. It's a part of a oh, cycle. Right. So like same if, thing in marriage. Right. So if I sit on my computer and ignore my kids, that's a part of my son's uh, explosive cycle is mm-hmm. mom ignoring me for seven hours, right? It's a so you have it's really biopsychosocial, spiritual. It's a holistic mm-hmm. approach. You got to look at all the things. What is affecting what? Um, but again, I go back to this idea that if you can empower your kids positively before they get upset, that's your best bet. Empower them to mm-hmm. get a good night's sleep. Talk about this stuff with them not when they're in the not when they have to do it. That's the hardest part. Oh, Don't talk yeah. to your kid about. Balancing their emotions when they're losing their mind. That's not like when they're going to be able to do it. It's like trying to balance your checkbook when you get a like a, a, a discontinued check notice or whatever, right. a debit card fee in the mail. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, now time to do it. Now the like, time to do it was a week ago right. or a month ago or six months ago. Trying to check your oil in your car after you've totaled it. Like, wrong yeah. time. Wrong, or this or is when not. you're driving. Right, yeah, right. when you're driving. So that doesn't yeah. work. So we guys, uh, we guys... Hopefully, this has been helpful for you guys. If you have any follow-up questions, I encourage you. So I know that this question came from the Facebook ladies group, right? Yep. Yeah. Why don't you uh, tell us about that for a minute? So if you are in the Studley's Facebook Facebook group online, we have a women's group, and we talk about all sorts of things there, and that's where that came from. We've mm-hmm. got hundreds of ladies in that group, and yeah. it is very, very fun. We have great conversations there. So you can do questions through the group. You can mm-hmm. do them, send them to us on Instagram and all that stuff, mm-hmm. or hello at anatomyofmarriage.com That'll and work. send them in there. And if the show is helpful to you, please rate it and review it on iTunes. That's one of the most helpful things you can do. We're almost at a thousand. Yes. And I want that one point whatever K, right? So if you have not that rated K our looks show, good. Go, go rate the show so we can hit a thousand. Uh, and for you who have rated the show and support the show, thank you so much for everything that you do. We love you. We love you. We love you. All right. Have a good All weekend. Right. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. What? Because <laughs> this airs on Friday, right? No, it doesn't. I He's don't know why I said that. Sorry. Okay. All right. Bye, Bye. guys.